Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Yeah. On Wednesday, next week, I'm going to get a COVID vaccine. Now, you can use that information whichever way you want. I just thought, I just thought you should know that I'm going to get a COVID vaccine on Wednesday. Yeah, and my preferred one is Pfizer. I, I will not tell you why Pfizer, uh, but that's the one I'm going to get. Yeah, and I've not been getting because I've been waiting for Pfizer. Now, it doesn't mean there is a problem with the other vaccines. I'm just telling you what I am going to do. I'm just telling you that I'm going to get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get vaccinated. Even anointed people get vaccinated. You know, I'm just telling you. So that you decide uh, on your own. Don't say, No, I'm telling you as a brother in the Lord. I also know many brothers and sisters in the Lord in here who are vaccinated from COVID. Come on now. Mm. Yeah, I just thought I should tell you. As a because transparency is one of our values. So so that when you see me walk walking around, you're like, that guy is vaccinated. <laughs> also, you may want to know it's not the first vaccine I'm getting. If you studied any science at all. You know about the six killer diseases way back then. Measles, what? Tu tuberculosis, diphtheria, whooping cough, polio, tetanus, and others. And, and I can tell you that in, in all your increase, Chalaza wasn't a disease. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that some of you are still alive because of those vaccinations. Those days, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just telling you, you need to know. Because sometimes, some of you, you studied, but you didn't register a lot of things, including the six killer diseases. So, yeah, it helps to know. <laughs> diphtheria, for example, could you remember diphtheria? Yeah. Your neighbor doesn't know cosidiosis, they wasted their money in school. Anthony Virulu, I'm sure, is the one of who called one of the one, boys in class who called it cocodiosis instead of cosidiosis. But I'm here to preach not to cocodiosis you. Good evening. Are you blessed? This week is going. Is that feedback or a piano note? This week is going to go down in history. Yeah. It's going to be one of the landmark events of Christianity in this country. I'm telling you. You don't have to be excited because I didn't consult you to tell you that, so it's okay. You have your information, I have mine, and we all have our sources. 
you feel attacked. I don't intend to attack anyone. It's, look, we are fasting. And, you know, look, I have so many testimonies, but I want to read you one from lunchtime. Hmm? Good sermon. They put the person's name. Then the person said, I think Pastor Chris's prophecy about shoulders might have been a good one. I can lift mine straight up without pain at the moment. Wait, wait, wait for the whole story. So this is from someone who said, my son watching in Australia, whose shoulder was dislocated many times playing football and who hasn't been able to lift his arm above his head for five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. And that's one of many that came in this afternoon from that session and of course the earlier sessions, people speaking in tongues, people what? Everything is good is happening here and out there online. Someone in Australia now can lift their hand like this after five years of not being able to. Wow, just a word. A word from God. Chokawabula <laughs> God, you are amazing. Please have your seats again so that I see if we can progress. Yeah, this is not the main text, but it's one of the words God gave us this year, so I wanted to bring it up in Isaiah 35 from verse 3 just so we acknowledge it and read it and tremble at it because it is one of the words that God has given us, Isaiah 35. Strengthen the weak hands. Read with me. And make firm the feeble knees. Uh -huh. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, not fear. That's someone's word right there. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. You want to read, uh, uh, continue reading? What will happen? Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing, for waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Amen. Let me see verse 7, whether I like it. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, in the habitation of jackals, where each day there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. So, you, 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 okay. a highway shall be there, and a road and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. Let's end there. Let's end on verse 8. Shall not go astray. I'm, I'm not teaching from this text, but I want to explain it a little bit. Is that okay, everyone? Take me back to verse 3 so I explain this text as if the way I'm leading prayer. Because it's a very important scripture for us. And even though it's not the direction I feel to teach from, it's one of the last ones that I hadn't brought out 
uh, there's like two others which will not come out this week, but what God has spoken to us. And as I strengthen the weak hands, make from the feeble knees. Basically, this is the gospel, the message of grace. That when you find weak people, your role is to lift them up, not to push them down. Because that's the character of Jesus. Jesus doesn't drown weak people. Rather, he lifts them up. Amen. He says in John chapter 15, that the branch which is down, he does what? He lifts it up. He lifts it up. That which doesn't bear fruit, he lifts it up. There's a buzz in my monitor. It's a little distracting. So he lifts it up so that it can bear more fruit. Do you understand? So that is grace. Strengthen the weak hands. Confirm the feebleness. Okay? That verse in John 15 too, John 15 too, bring it since you put it up. Some people will be looking for lift up in their Bible and they won't see it because they have a bad Bible. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. The takeaway is not to remove. It's to take away from the ground because he's talking about a vine. The closest to a vine that people in this room know, if you're lucky, is passion fruits. Passion fruit plant does not bear fruit when it's on the ground. You have to lift it up on stilts for it to bear fruit. If you have a good Bible like mine, you will go, the preacher's Bible that someone talked about, shepherd's Bible, you will go in the, here in the middle, and there is a small number there where they say take away, and there will be another interpretation, or lifts up. It's right here in my Bible, I don't have time to show it to you. But that's what it is. That's grace. That's why you see it says that the one that is pruning, removing stuff, and ah, 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 that's the one that's already bearing fruit. The one that's not bearing fruit, he lifts up. And then the one that's up and is bearing fruit, they chop off all those useless friends so that you can bear more fruit. Back to Isaiah. I'm just explaining the text. I've not yet started my message for tonight. Okay? So strengthen, make from the Fibonese. Next verse says, say to those who are fearful-hearted, because you're going to find them in fear. It says, be strong, do not fear. Why? Your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. You will not need to save yourself. That disease that has been threatening you, you don't need to save yourself. That bad report from the accountant, you don't need to save yourself. You don't need to save yourself. God will save you. That's his role. That's why he's called the savior. Now when he's a savior, it means that there is a person to be saved. Now the person to be saved is you. The savior is Jesus, God. It's not very complicated. You usually need help to misunderstand it. Are you with me, people? Hallelujah. So it starts with the gospel. With the gospel. The word of his grace. Give me Acts 20, 32. Even as I organize myself to finish this part where I'm explaining the scripture quickly so that I go to my sermon. Pastor B3, why are you laughing? Acts 20, 32. Say, so now, brethren, what do I do? I commend you to God and to what? 
unto the word of his grace. Why? It is able to do what? To build you up and what? And give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. That's what the word of his grace does. It builds you up and it gives you an inheritance. So if you don't yet know the word of his grace that Jesus loves you, not because you're lovely, but because he is love, you keep struggling because you think God is annoyed. God is not annoyed. God is annoyed with the devil. Not with you. So unless you decide to serve the devil, I don't see how you, can, you are going to get into, into God's annoyance books. So God is annoyed with the devil, not with you. For you, God is not mad at, at you. God is mad about you. See, Choroksi. Akumatida. Come on now. So, so what he's saying is that if you establish the gospel, that's why we're a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. If you establish the gospel, if you are rooted in the love of God for you, you see that some of us, the things we do and say here, they can confuse some of you. Because you don't know that we are, we are doing and saying them with a deep root of grace. So we can go off and... and scare the devil out of the place because we are rooted in grace. Because if you try to produce works without grace, you dry up quickly and you'll be annoyed with everyone, including your missional community leader. And if you are the missional community leader, you'll be annoyed with your court shepherd. And if you are the court shepherd, with your zonal pastor or location pastor. So basically, the word of his grace. That's the one I'm commending to you because it's the one that's commended to us. Romans 5.17 Those who receive abundance of grace Not a little bit Abundance of grace And of the gift of righteousness Will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ If your life doesn't look royal yet It means that you're receiving grace in smaller doses than you need to Ha 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 Come on now so, for example, some of you haven't yet figured out that God loves me a lot. And because of that, your opinion doesn't matter. And you need to have the same attitude. Isaiah, COD, that's called now, back to Isaiah because <laughs> there are people who click my jokes, say to those <laughs> mm. be strong, and then he says, this is what's going to happen do you know what's going to happen? then what's the first word? That when you have done what? When you have strengthened the weak hands, when you've confirmed the feebleness, when you've told the fearful hearted, stop fearing. Together, Chikuba, God is on our side. God is not against us, God is for us. 
Hey, he who did not spare his only son but gave him up for all of us, how shall he not together with him freely give us all things? Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Miracles start happening. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Hey. The lame shall leap like a deer. The tongue of the dumb sing. Waters shall burst forth in the wilderness. And streams of desert. That's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Maybe your belly, that's your spirit, by the way. Some people have more spirit than others, but... <laughs> uh, some people are still trying to figure out the joke. Can you imagine? You can be trying to figure out that joke when even your name is a joke. You know? <laughs> I think a joke is the girl version of a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hunger is bad. People can't laugh here. Uh, this, is, this is not happening. Okay, let's continue. So, miracles start happening. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens. When, when grace is preached, Acts 10, not 38, should be way after 38. I'm doing these things of explaining scriptures you haven't prepared for, you have to know it to be told the Bible. Acts 10. Verse 43 and 44. Bible says, To him all the prophets, this is Peter preaching in Cornelius' house. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, who? Whose name? Jesus. 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 Whoever believes in him will receive remission. Leave that sentence up there. Of sins. Remission is when your sin is totally wiped out to the extent that there is even no memory of it. Yeah, like you go to God and say, you know, God, the other day when I did the other thing, and he's like, which or what, what thing are you talking about? You're confusing me. I don't like people who confuse me. What are you talking about? It was forgotten. Remission. This is what Peter preached. Remission. Through him, whoever be, shall receive what? Can you, can you imagine there are people all over this room who have received remission of sins? But, but here, here is the sad thing. They still think about the sin. They still think that they are sinners. Even when they've received remission. They are sin conscious. If you are the kind of person who is constantly thinking about your sin, you have not properly. You need to go and have a conversation with Jesus. 
So, what happens? Verse 44 is very revealing. While Peter was still speaking these words, which words? The words about the remission of sins. The Holy Spirit fell upon all who had the word. The trigger of the Holy Spirit in this case was the revelation of the remission of sins. Take me back to Isaiah. I need to finish explaining this scripture so I can preach tonight's message. Streams in the desert. Verse 7 is very important. The patched ground shall become a pool. That's economic recovery right there. Thirsty land, springs of water, provision, lush green, habitation of jackals. There shall be grass with reeds and rushes. This revival is going to go all the way to economics. It will be a revival of the mighty power of the Holy Spirit, planting churches and missions of miracle signs and wonders, and the kind of economy that you have never thought. Eee, I thought life is supposed to be a little bit of a struggle. What? Nga, you left the struggle behind with those who like the struggle. Because you are in the overflow. And then verse 8 is a very interesting verse and I'll tell you why. Because God gave us this text anyway. By us I mean he gave it to me and therefore you. A highway shall be there and a road and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. That means those who are not born again. But it shall be for others. This is hectic evangelism if you are not seeing whoever walks the road or the foot shall not go astray some of you may not know let me just give you a little bit of a social historical national context some of you may not know that uh, the official name of Pastor Robert Kayanja's ministry is Highway of Holiness International Ministries yeah this is a, a, a very, very foundational scripture in, in that ministry. So, I also think that God gave it to us. Luke chapter 10. Thank you. Luke chapter, one of these days I should do a concert, I think. Luke chapter 10. It's been long. Luke chapter 10. Are you reading with me? Now after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Tell your neighbor, I'm appointed to go. Tell the other person, I'm appointed to go. Are they looking like they are appointed to go or they are looking like 
Yeah. Are they doing signs? Staying right here. Stay easy, your days are numbered because you're going. Whether, whether you're like, we are going. Heaven knows where we are going. We know we will. Okay. Seventy others also and sent. Can you imagine? He appoints 70 others and says, now guys, you're going. Then one says, but Lord. Yeah, I'm not feeling like going today. You see, that's not in the text. Then one told him, my elbow is itching. I can't go. That's not in the text. My small toe is paining. No. He appointed 70 others that they may go. Are you with me? Then he said to them, the ones, this he's saying to the ones who are what? Going. Huh? Can you read? loud the harvest truly is great but the laborers are few therefore pray the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest go your way behold i send you out as lambs among wolves so he tells them a, a, a fact that hasn't changed in the scriptures the harvest is truly great now i'm here to tell you this evening friends that the scripture hasn't changed. The harvest is truly great. Don't be fooled by, the, by all these saintly looking people around here. They are a minority. The harvest is truly great. Pastor Deno told me that he did this quick research and found out that Nalia Housing Estate at the time he did the research, which may have changed by now, because they were giving him old data. Nalia Housing Estate, just a housing estate. Those who don't know where Nalia Housing Estate is, it's on the other side of the road, and it doesn't include these parts here. All these. No, it's just the other lower part where the estate is, has 8,000 residents. In other words, this location here, can be dedicated to serving only Nalia housing estate and they will still be overwhelmed. Without adding in, oh, now these other people, Smanchireka, Kamuli, Sijui, what Nalia upper, Nalia lower, Chimbeja, Chariwajala, Mbalwa, Mbalwa West, Mbalwa East, Mbalwa, Mbalwa is its own district. Chida, Chirundambata, which the people of worship have to live in Chirunda, but I didn't know what they call it. Duckville. Onyai Todeka, I send you greetings. Duckville. Duckville. This ends. You haven't added Chambogo University. The harvest is what? The population report that I saw last year indicated that Kampala proper, which has five divisions, which is Rubaga, Kawempe, Nakawa, Central, and Makindye, 
has a population density of 8,000 people per square kilometer. Even if you had fulfilled Jesus' promise and only 25% of the seed falls on good ground, that will give you at least 2,000 people per square kilometer who should be going to your church. Meaning we need to have a mega church in every square kilometer. And Greater Kampala, which is that Kampala plus now these ones, Chira, Wakiso, Mokono, Entebbe, what's that other municipality next to Entebbe? Town Council, Katabi, ETC, Makindia, Saba, Gabo, and all of those, the density is 2,000 people per square kilometer. Meaning every four, every four square kilometers, which is two kilometers by two kilometers, you have, have 8,000 people. Greater Kampala alone has more than 7 million people. Greater Kampala. And if you took Greater Kampala, 7 million people, even if you said, okay, our assignment is only 25% of those, that would put you to at about 7 million times divided by 4 is 3.5 divided by 2, which is 1.75. That's 1.75 million people without getting out of Kampala. The harvest is plentiful. The facts haven't changed. Part of the problem of you are the salt of the earth. If the, lost, if the salt has lost its savor, it's good for nothing but to be trampled underfoot. Part of the problem with that verse is just not enough salt. Because some of you, when you cook in your homes and you're cooking a small dish of beef, you'll put a teaspoon or tablespoon of salt, right? Now, if they invite you to cook meat for Lumbe, where it's like 300 liters of soup, yeah, yeah, it's so true, believe. I've ever seen something closer. And then you put your one teaspoonful of salt. You think that people who are going to be eating that meat will be saying, That's, there is not enough salt. No. There is no salt. There is no salt. You and I, people who are following Jesus and mean it, we are so few. That's why we are being trampled underfoot. Yeah. They say trampled underfoot and what? Good for nothing. We have become good for nothing because we are so few in such a large saucepan of soup. So you see that worship of Nalia doesn't need to disturb people of Chaliwajara. Just here, here, Nalia State can fill up.
when I stayed, I lived in the village and we used to go to school in the village. There was no distinction between the mango trees on our property and the mango trees along the road on other people's property. They were all ours. Yeah, I know some of you already salivating. You're like, I wish I had lived in those parts. Now, in Muri Primary School, there were mango trees. <laughs> I don't remember seeing mangoes on those mango trees or the mango trees in all the neighboring villages of middle primary school. One time the school got a brilliant idea because they had a lot of land to plant a pineapple garden. We are not few. <laughs> Those pineapples never made it to the school dining because they were consumed in the garden in their infancy. <laughs> I think the kids in middle primary school never knew the taste of a ripe pineapple. They just thought all oh, pineapples are like that. Honestly, all my life in Mid Primary, I never remember seeing a yellow mango ever. <laughs> Mangoes were green <laughs> and small and white inside. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Eaten with salt if you could find it. Salt was such a luxury. Where do you find salt? Now, the scenario in Mid Primary is very different from in my village because I remember one of those seasons, I don't know what happened, but I remember there were so many mangoes on every tree. Every tree. Literally, every tree in the village at our home all the trees, you know when mangoes ripen, fall and start rotting under the tree now that's what they mean by the harvest is plentiful when the harvest is plentiful you're not doing those things of you know when you break the sticks into like one, two foot sections called in Konyogo and then you aim <sighs> Like a green thing up, does it? Stick, no mango. Pick up. Try again. Try another angle. 
That's when the harvest is what? Scarce. That was the main primary scenario. In the village, the harvest was plentiful. So the, there was very little effort required in getting mangoes. Friends, that's the scenario we are in right now. There is very little effort required to succeed in Jesus' mission because the harvest is plentiful. It's great. He says, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few. In Primal, the harvest was small and the laborers were many. In the village, the harvest was plentiful and the laborers were few. Can I just give you a fun fact, which is not so much fun? If you killed all the bees in this country, in any country you end civilization. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, because there's no pollination. If there's no pollination, there's no harvest and therefore no seed for the next season and that's how life ends on earth. If you killed all the bees on earth, life would cease. Yeah. In future when? No, it's not a good purpose. Yeah. But a country can go to war with another country and they wipe you out by just killing your bees. Yeah, I'm telling you. So have some respect for beekeepers. You're, you're able to eat all that fennel because of beekeepers. That's why the bee is the fastest insect on earth because it can beat its wings 300 times per second. Yeah. Binombu, you swat, swat a fly almost, because you can't swat a bee. It's that fast because of the critical nature, the critical assignment it has on earth to sustain life. It has to keep going from one tree to another, one tree to another, one tree to another to make sure there's a harvest. So you may find that in, if in your village, for example, mangoes are no longer as available as they used to be when you were a kid, it's because yeah, if someone starts keeping bees on the village, suddenly you'll see mangoes. Anti Mwasoma, Sondi Babuli Rabia Mwasoma. Yeah. That's why bees are everywhere. As soon as, as soon as you pull out honey, somehow a bee will show up in the least likely place. God has ordained it like that. God is amazing. Yeah, he gets the ins one insect to be responsible for our survival. And then he gives it capacity to reproduce incredibly and to be so fast and to be so discreet because it's not easy to find bees that here is where they live. No. Fun fact, back to the Bible. The laborers are few. I was telling you about the difference between few and many. Hmm? In Kampala, what car is many? You people leave it some. Have you seen taxis? Toyota Hyes with the blue thing. Those are plenty. They are plentiful. Kamunyas. In fact, some people, when you ask them, where did you park? 
at the stage. Yeah. Next time they start as- asking you where you parked, Ngate, you, 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 you parked at the stage. I'm walking to my parking spot. And then you bounce. Yeah, that's how life is, that works. Don't be intimidated by those who park in the basement. You also go to your parking. You'll be in the same traffic after all. But, eh, time. Uh, so Kamunyes are many. You even have a Toyota dealership in Uganda. They don't deal in Kamunyes though. Yeah, because they sell new cars mostly. Now, there are other cars that are few. Few. They are few. In fact, some of them are so few, they are not there in Uganda. Yeah, you've never seen a Ferrari advert in the New Vision. They know their market. They are few. But even in the Ugandan context, there are some cars which are few. Nowadays, there's too much traffic. But those days when there were fewer cars in Kampala, people would know who has what car. See, Chojona, it is known. Now, when you have one of those few cars, hmm? do not assume that it costs the same as the highest. Even though the highest takes many people. And maybe the other one is a convertible. They are few. So, because they are few, they are precious. So, there are some cars that are few. Yeah. I've seen Dr. Nachi drive one of those few cars. But there are cars that are few. So, you find that, you find this coming here and wonder who has been, like, some people called by the devil to mutilate matatu taxis. The thing is battered everywhere. It's like meanwhile it's a UBD. It's a UBD but now when you find Dr. Nachi's car one of the other ones which is few you can comb your hair looking at the car like this. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the glass part. Yeah. The metallic part. You should look at Teresa. Now, yeah. Things which are few are naturally more precious. It's the law of demand and supply in economics. The more scarce a thing is, the more precious it is, like a good wife. Yeah. Hmm. Bible says an excellent wife is the crown of his, of her husband. But 
one who causes shame one who causes shame is rottenness to his bones because of the rottenness but yeah so yeah excellent wives are what precious do you know why they are precious they are few because it takes some effort to produce an excellent wife as a husband you were thinking that they are just natural occurring substances no I don't know who is interpreting this online. No muyoyota. Your yachting just. You find them already like finished work. Well, you ask Dr. Okulo. I'm looking this side. Don't disturb me. <laughs> yeah. enjoying this sermon too much, I don't know what we are going to do about time. They are precious. They are few. Now, the moment you decide to join the laborers, Ngoli Ferrari, Ngoli Mercedes, now when you stay harvest you are the one people are reaching out to you know that you joined the missional committee they thought they had got a laborer but instead they got a harvest into the missional committee they are still dealing with you you are battered all the lights don't work yeah the moment look worship harvesters that day you joined this church and joined the missional committee, you ceased being part of the harvest. You became a laborer. You see, the problem is this. Here's the problem. We have leaders in this church, pastors, zono pastors, support shepherds, MC leaders, who are treating laborers as if they are the harvest. If you treat laborers as if they are the harvest, you're not going to get a harvest. Go to miyembe You send the mangoes to go bring mangoes. No. Don't treat laborers as if they are the harvest. 
Yeah, that's why everyone, without exception, must tithe. That's what they are. Yeah, because you, we need the money to go into the harvest. Now, if you're not tithing, he said we are spending on you. Because if you just come and you sit there and enjoy the sound, you think someone donated the loudspeakers? Or you think that the building fell from heaven? If you are not giving towards the rise and build, you are still behaving like the harvest. You, you, wear, you think we have an iron sheet making factory and tiles? If you're not giving to buy the land, you're still behaving like the harvest. Don't be the frontier when you are a, a, a laborer. Let's, have, let's be sincere. To no. Friday. The harvest is what? Plentiful. The laborers are few. Few. Not fukes. Few. Okay. <laughs> Please have your seats. I'm just trying to illustrate something here. Because I don't understand how you can be part of a, a church like this that is well commissioned by God to catalyze spiritual, social, and economic renewal in immediate communities and as a result the world, and you continue insisting on being the harvest. No. The moment you joined that MC, you became a laborer. So please behave like one. Leaders, do not permit laborers to fold themselves up, get into the sacks, and start behaving like they are the harvest so everyone has to lift them. No. No, 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 no. No. Yeah, when laborers are behaving like the harvest, we are stuck. But it says, pray the Lord of the harvest. Prayer is key. 5 a.m. Zoom prayer. Is back on Monday. Going forward. Prayer is... Okay, give me Isaiah 26, 9. One of the verses God has given us. Isaiah 26, 9. Let's read together. With my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. When? When?
early in the morning, early in the morning. With my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. There is a semicolon, and the next word is critically important. What is the next word? For, for, for when your judge, in others, when I do these things, this is what's going to happen. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. We are under open heaven. Do you know how that has happened? Prayer. Yeah, you just go tell your cousin, by the way, you are you saved. I want to get saved. No, I wasn't yet ready to preach to you. The inhabitants of the world are what? Learning righteousness. I'm telling you, the harvest is just dropping under the tree. It's just for picking up like this. Yeah. Those days of hard, hard evangelism where the, hey, the people are even chasing you. The, those are over. Now we are operating under an open heaven. And can I tell you something? The number of salvations per week are just going to increase. Yeah. They are just going to increase. Zones are going to grow like this. Zones. Some people here are going to be given a zone with 10 people. And in no time it will be at 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. Yeah. It's going to happen practically, practically. People are going to get saved and you get surprised. You're going to be surprised by the people getting saved. You're like, oh, you, you, that one, I, uh, seriously, me, I even don't know how that one got saved. That's going to happen. Why? We are seeking him. Ali. Yeah. When we seek him early, his judgments will be in the earth. The inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. How do you attain that? Seek him early. Desire him in the night. When you find yourself awake at three o'clock, don't rebuke the devil. Just go and pray. Because you might be rebuking the Holy Spirit in the process. Just go and pray. And you just go like that for two hours, three hours. It's not complicated. You just keep going. You walk from one side to another. Then when you reach the wall, you walk this side. Then you reach the wall, then you walk this side. Like that with music in your earphones. It's not too complicated. Don't complicate life. Don't complicate ministry. Just put on music in here. Then maybe thieves have come around. They are hearing things. I'm telling you. Please sit down. I'm about to finish. I believe. Everything is by faith. Go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag. This part I wanted us to talk about it a bit. 
carrying neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Some of you, you're worried about financial resources. It's what's keeping you from God's mission. God will fund his mission. You, what's your problem? Have you ever seen a government send a soldier to war and they tell them to use their own money? Buy your gun, buy your bullets, and go fight for the country. It is going to send you and not supply. Jesus told them, don't take anything. Everything you need, you're going to find it there. Yeah. Everything you need. Was there a land in Mukono before you started worship of Mukono? Was there a land in Gayaza before you started worship of Gayaza? Was there a land in Entebbe before you started worship of Entebbe? For the location. You first start, then the resources follow the vision. So you're being too calculated. calculations. Get up and go. Resources will follow you. Let me tell you something that's going to annoy a lot of people, especially the harvest type of people. Those who insist on being a harvest. Can I tell you something that's going to annoy people? And we are this is Friday evening Kabozi among friends and family, right? Some of these worship harvest pastors eh, are going to be so wealthy. <laughs> and, and here is a funny thing. People are going to be so annoyed. The pastor, where did he get all that money? How can a pastor afford that car? How can a pastor afford that house? Look. You, you decided to cater for yourself. Other people decided to get God to cater for them. Now, don't quarrel when God is catering for people. I tell some of you, even if I showed you things in the Bible you don't believe, but you're going to believe today. Can I tell you a simple fact? A simple biblical fact. As far as my knowledge serves me, there was no single man of God who was broke in the Bible. Not Isaiah, not Jeremiah, not Solomon, not Abraham, not Elijah. I told you yesterday how Jeremiah paid cash for a plot of land in Jerusalem when he was in prison. Like, how do you do that? They even brought the land title to him and he paid inside prison. You're going to see it practically. These people here. I don't know. You open your mouth and say it is church money. I will pronounce something upon you. Yeah, just so that you, keep, you, you, you settle down. Church money. These people work. She runs a company. 
She runs a company. He runs a company. He's a doctor. She runs companies. All these people from Gaba Road came the other day to my house. I was wondering how many hours a day they have. Because everyone was running like three, four, five things, including their job. And these are zonal pastors called shepherds. My friend, these people are going to be some of the most prosperous people in this country. You will see it practically. Yeah. And so don't complain when it happens. Because some people, they make money, but they are like the prophet said. Their pockets have holes. There's nothing to show us in Jehovah all these years. For no, we serve God, but we have something to show. Well, yeah, whoa. Under the burden of debt. Having worked many years. And you chose not to serve the Lord. No, for us, no money bag, knapsack, what? The resources will find us. Come, sit down, let me finish. I've given you a prophetic word. So when you see worship of pastors prospering, don't open your mouth. Just remember it is the word of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Because here is what's funny, because I know all these people. They are the biggest givers in their churches. But wait, I also know the salary they get. It's very interesting. Not in a good way. So I don't click how they become the biggest givers in their churches, given the, the money that they are salary check. It means that they, they, that's, that's not their supply. Their little, little salary is not their supply. Because when I look at their giving, most of these people here, their pledges for Arise and Build, what, what, they are all 50 million, 25, what, 70 million. Yeah, and they fulfill their pledges. Even the 5 million you pledge, 28 phone calls. And then you open your mouth later. Very serious number. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. Uh huh. Give me verse six. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. He's talking about the person of peace. Those who are going. God is going to bring you a person of peace. Yeah. In fact, when you're praying, one of the things you'll be praying into unknowingly will be the person of peace. Because once you find the person of peace, they open up the community to you. When Paul went to Philippi with his company, they found Lydia. She was the person of peace. She opened up the whole city. Every city they went to, there was... There's one place in Corinth, there was that guy who was the leader of the synagogue, then he was thrown out, then they went to his house. That was the house of peace. Everywhere you go, there is always going to be a, a house of peace, an Oikos house. Yeah. Dr. Nachi's house is an Oikos house, house of peace. For Ashipaves Nakawa and has been for many years. May God bless you so much. 
Cabra. So their peace will return to you. Okay? Next. And if and remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Once you find a person of peace, just stick with them because they are the ones who's going to feed you, take care of you, respect you, honor you, and show you around the community and bring other people. These people have been planting locations outside of Kampala. That's, they've found that to be a very valuable thing to find a person of peace who already stays in the place. Amen. Next, I'm finishing. And I'm finishing. Next. Whatever city you enter and they receive, heal the sick, say to them, the kingdom of God has come, and all of that. So that's what's going to happen. Um, those who reject you, but okay, move on. Now, verse 16, Pastor Ron talked about it earlier today. It will be the last verse of tonight, Shari. He who hears you, hears me. This is Jesus telling the disciples. He who rejects you, rejects me. And who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. He who hears you, hears me. You're not on your own. You're not on your own authority. It's the authority of Christ. Amen. What an honor to enter a house, to get into a shop, and the moment he starts talking, it is Jesus speaking. What an honor. What a privilege. What a grace. Wow. This is your reality, friends, now. Go serve. Go with confidence. God is with us. Stand and let's pray as we conclude this. What a live way. Come on now. Yay. Yay. You know, now we are in social distancing, so there is no communion. There is no laying hands, anointing oil, all of that. So you have to receive it differently. Come on. Are you ready to be commissioned tonight? Just lift your hands and I'm going to pray. Thank you, Father, for your children that are here and that are online. Those who have said yes to you that they are going to go and serve and live not for themselves but for you, for others to disciple others in those missional communities, in those cohorts, in those zones, in those locations, in those clusters, in this movement, all across the world, everywhere, in the United Kingdom, in the United States, in Germany, in Rwanda, in Kenya, in Sudan, in Uganda, in South Africa, in the nations of the world, in Tanzania, in Zambia, in Malawi, in Nigeria, in Ghana, in Sweden, in Asia, everywhere. 
just like when they gathered and they sent Paul and Barnabas tonight we send them we send these to everywhere you've called them every town in this country every district in this nation every zone in this city for the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea just pray in the spirit as, as we conclude Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we are here now. We are here now. A fresh outpouring. A fresh outpouring right now. New dimensions of the anointing right now. Territory taking anointing right now. I release it to you. In the name of Jesus, you show up in a place with no one and in no time you will have hundreds, thousands. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Receive it, somebody. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it, receive it. New dimensions. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive land. Receive buildings. Sons and daughters, receive the anointing, receive the Holy Spirit. New dimensions, new tongues, new prayer life, new understanding of the word. May your tongue be released. May your tongue become the tongue of the land. That you'll be able to speak a word in season to him who's weary. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The eyes of the young shall be open. The eyes of the blind shall be open. Anointing for miracles, signs, and wonders, healings. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, faith, tongues, interpretation of tongues, discernment of spirits, healings, miracles, everywhere, everywhere. 
receive it receive it thank you lord and may god bless you friends may he cause his face to shine on you may he give you peace may god bless you may he multiply you may you feel everywhere you go with his glory with his anointing with his people may sinners be turned into saints at the sound of your voice may you experience heavenly authority as you lay down your life to be the rock on which Christ can build his church we bless you I bless you I release you may you see the goodness of God in this land of the living in Jesus name amen and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever thanks so much for coming for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.